listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And welcome back for episode 265. Welcome back, everyone. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, what you getting into this week? Uh, I've been on a on, on a comic book tip this week. I um I got Love to see the, comic the book tip. <laughs> I got oh. to see the uh, finale of Miss Marvel. Yes. And on the DC side, I saw their um, animated movie Beware My Power. Okay, um, I'm gonna check that out with you. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but we'll talk about that next time for sure. That's gonna be on the Sunday yeah, tip. That one was gangster. But Miss Marvel finale, I did catch man, and boy, oh, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, stuck the landing. Absolutely, sure. I agree totally. Um. um I, I'm really surprised how much I enjoyed like the, the feel good community come together. Dude, ending. Oh, absolutely, one thousand like, percent. Oh man, that that actually hit pretty hard. That was pretty good. I lo- I enjoyed that. Okay, I want to get my two qualms out of the way. That was the 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 kind of childish crush she had on Kamran. <laughs> okay, it, 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 that that kind of pushed all the way to the end. I thought that she would have kind of gotten over that and. Because she was accepting the weight of the of her situation as a hero in her community. Yeah. So readily to, for her to keep playing into that. But then again, that's the childish aspect of it. That Yeah, you know, she's a character. hormonal teenager. So it's it, that was just my personal thing. Um, that and I've seen now that there's a, there's a trope that's running in the superhero movies of the... Um, the, uh, the uh, powered person or enhanced person with uncontrollable powers yeah i saw a lot of parallels between some of the scenes with Kamran and um soldier boy and i was like all right i guess this is a thing now that they're kind of pushing in hollywood <laughs> but outside of that everything else hit for me man i loved it i really enjoyed it like i out of nowhere i loved how in the um final scene with the school people just kept popping up out of nowhere like her brother <laughs> popped up and zoe popped up was like all right all right cool I, we got the whole cast here right on but i loved the brothers uh or i love the writer's justification for the brother oh, yeah, there. It's I like school here too <laughs> no but he's be like my mom said i had to chaperone you like you're a superhero you can do your thing she respects that but you gotta you brother still I gotta look after i loved her parents acceptance <clears throat> of her superhero yeah. um identity as well as, oh my goodness, at the end, when she was sitting with her father, and he, and it's how she developed her name, because Kamal yes Marvel, and that was super cool, that, that was a that great moment, that parent moment was super heartfelt for me, like, yeah. fuck everything else, like, that, that, just that moment, I thought was a super great set piece, you know what I mean? I 100% agree with that. That was uh, powerful, but yeah, the episode, I love the representation, I, can I say that the, that, this is actually the first time I will say that the show's representation of the powers is a thousand times better than the comic book, which is rare. It's ha- it It's is. like usually like it's hard to match the grandiosity of the comic book. But in the show, they actually superseded that. I think that they did yeah. a way better job with her powers in yeah. this story than in her comic book origin. And they had to rewrite a lot of things. Like in the comic book origin, she was exposed to the Terrigen Mist. And mm. um, that's how she got her powers and shit. But in this one, I liked how they tied everything to, um, I guess, to the Kree's what they're tying everything to. And, well, um, her, I think she's a mutant. Yes, that as well. Yeah. But the bangle itself is like yes, um, yes, yes, uh, yes, from yes, the yes. Kree. Yeah, they and call it the norm, but it's something that the Kree also is that the technology um, accesses. I think I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and um, w- something I didn't even catch is when they found <clears> it, they <throat> found it in the Temple of Ten Rings. Like if you go yep. back and watch mm-hmm, the scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll yep. see the, the symbols it's of the one Ten of the, Rings it, around it. It's one of the ancient celestial items that came along with the Ten Rings, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like, yo, I really like the the, the world. I, I like this, the, the story they're weaving right now. It's, it's really dope. And so it's interesting. So the Ten Rings was one item, and then uh, that, was, that came down uh, with a champion of the Celestials, who also came down with another champion who had the bands mm-hmm. and then the bands got separated, but the humans can only use them one at a time. And that's why they were, they were used in, in tandem with two different people. Yeah. Um, did you so see yeah, there's the, uh... a whole storyline there to develop that I'm looking forward to see how they, they, yeah. they expound on. Did you see the post credit scene? 
I did. I didn't understand it. See, that's um the reason why I brought that up is because in the comics, um, Ka- uh, Marvel, the original person who had those bands, yeah. are called the Nega Bands. When you had the two of them, they take you to the negative zone, and you swapped out places with the other person on the other side. So that's how um the original original Captain Marvel used to power up. He would switch places with someone in the negative zone by the who name was of super Rick powers. Jones. Yeah. And then gotcha. that dude would have the superpowers. Kind of like what happened to Miss Marvel there. Damn, so it looks dude. like how... Um, and, Man, and, I haven't read those comics in so long. <laughs> so it looks like that's what they're tying into. So I'm like, that made me super excited to see the, the Marvels. And so they're going to hit up the Marvels. Because it, yeah. it, it said uh, she will return in the Marvels. So I guess it's going to be Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers. And Photon, um, they were saying. Photon, who is um, um, Monique uh, Rambo, Yeah. Or Monica, I'm sorry, Monica Rambo. Um... Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Dude, that that those three right there I'm is excited. a bomb ass scene. Oh, and that's what I was gonna I see say. Where that goes. One of my one of my qualms wasn't really so much the 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 out of control power. It's just the uh the running Marvel trope of having a bad guy that is just a uh the diametric opposition to you. So it's like <laughs> Kamran was just pretty much Kamala's powers except in you know what I mean without the control. Yeah. It was like all right. And him without a supportive family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it would have been cool if he had his own power set. Like not every mm-hmm. bad guy has to just be the opposite of the good guy. Gotcha. For movie one. Absolutely. They they do be doing that for the first movies. It's just like Shang Chi did it. <laughs> Everyone, a, a lot of movies do it. I mean, I don't yeah, have a to lot go of through the line, show. but yeah. One thing I will give them props for is how quickly they squashed that faux beef between her and Nadia. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm nah. really glad no, but, that they just like you know how far in and out gone, bro. Do you know how far I'm sorry I was wrong goes? <laughs> You're right. I was wrong. I I, I I fucked up. I I was taking into a lot of the account a lot of things that didn't matter, and I made the wrong decision. I'm sorry. We're still friends though. You know what I'm saying? Boom. You know that that was super cool. Like, cause I feel like most of the shows, especially The Flash on CW, they would have milked that out for like 20 minutes. Bro, I bro. hate that. They would have milked that that one little conflict so hard. I gotta say, that's but probably I'm really why. glad how they. I really liked how they handled it here. I don't do well with that conflict, which is why I typically probably don't have as many friends as I might. Is because Why like if if I say sorry or you say sorry, we gotta move on. I'm not I'm not into this like we're gonna hold grudges shit. Yo, we can't do that. We I'm can't do that young. as friends. <laughs> and I'm like uh, uh I, I I never understand like how how absurd do you have to be to be mad at your friend that they didn't tell you they had superpowers? Like and then again, that is such a silly thing to be mad about. That's the type of shit that, that you keep clear, secret. Yeah, exactly. That you clearly have to keep secret. And going back to something that, you always, something that you always complain about. Like, this is not the time. <laughs> it's not the time, yo. This fucking uh, damage control is outside about to fucking hit us with sound waves, nigga. Chill. That's why I'm glad that they just squashed it quickly and moved on. That was super They didn't have cool. to do her like that, though. Yo, you're off. Leave now, yo. You went in there and you attacked a bunch of kids under our name. Get out. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, Shut her down. Shit. Shut her down now. That was funny. Another thing I liked was um was uh well one one thing I I didn't like was how my man Bruno's life with nothing but pain this entire series, bro. The like, whole time, and I like so Bruno hard. First of all, I like Bruno as the white guy as the. Uh, and it's such a rare occasion that you see this, but the white minority, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, the token for sure. And I don't want to, and I don't want to say this in a way that empowers white people to overgeneralize. This is a singular <laughs> case where he is genuinely ingratiated by another community that he has yeah, learned to love yeah. and grow with. Because of the family dynamic, her parents are very homely to him, mm-hmm. and and. In a society like America, where people aren't like that, he 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 took to it very well, and so you know what I mean. And I also like, I like love Bruno the, for that being the outlier. I, I love the techie sidekick. You know of what I'm course, saying? you gotta. I always gotta give props it's to the man. One of the few things that keeps Ned in my heart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the cube, the man who's bringing you all your gadgets to make sure that because that's the role that I would always down. be. Like I'm, I'm you know always saying? a support character. You like, know what yeah, I mean? I'm a multiplier, yeah. not additive. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, I love playing support. That's my shit. So when you like, add DPS to the lineup, it's additive. But when you have a good support character, it's multiplicative. Bruh, yeah, good support is where it's at. It, like, and, and my man's was like. I appreciate Killer Cam for finally getting his name right. You know what I'm saying? He deserved at least that much respect because my man was calling him what? What was he called? Brian for like half the series. The and season? Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brian? 
She's like, really, my nigga? Really? You're she said the thing. You about to make she said out the with thing. my crush? She said them biggin'. And I <laughs> yeah, love the really way that, that's I what I'm that. saying. Like, the, 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 show, the show has done such a cooler job with her powers. Like, I thought, like, that the embiggen that you see in the um comic books and or in the um the uh the ch- the kid show adaptations it, it it makes her feel like Mr. Fantastic which Pretty is much. like all right that's cool but if that. you're Mr. Fantastic his use of his powers was really like when he would make himself into cool shapes that were like unique uniquely beneficial to the situation for Kamala Khan that really doesn't fit as well but the way that they showed it in the show, the ambiguity being in uh, her uh, manifesting her powers as a whole body armor type thing, yeah, dope. That sounds super cool. Yeah, man. I, I love the uh, the Humvee catch. That that was a great moment. Bruh, that bruh, moment. that shit was dope, dude. When she came out with the with the the smash move on the Sonic Cannon, I was yeah. like, <laughs> but it shows like the power, like, and it it's interesting because. Her power set has a very interesting risk reward. Like, yeah, she herself is very frail, but her power and projection is very powerful. And so, um, yeah, dude, it, it, it she's got to stay safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love her walking on the air, jumping on the pad. That was super cool. That's, it's always hey, dope. Yo, seeing I her like run the little montage like at the end where the little kid was talking shit. She was like, "Oh, I, 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 what did he say? It was like, oh, you broke my ankle last time. I guess yeah, that was the beta I was, test. Yeah, I was the beta test. You I dropped like, me. Damn, <laughs> nigga. I was like, shit. You yeah, gotta... I guess she was saving him in uh, in doing so. She saved, stopped his fall, but then dropped him, and he ended up hurting his leg, <laughs> but saved his life. And so he's like, I guess I was the beta test. He couldn't get it all. That's hilarious. Yeah, that, that, so I'm saying so many great quips. Um, one thing that I've appreciated about the comedy of this show is that it's not forced. I agree. A lot of it is, feels is situational, organic. so it feels like it's part of the show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, dude. Like really uh, a, a, a great example of that is when um, Racist Lady came into the mosque. When, when she was like... Round uh, them all up? Yeah, yeah. And they were all ready with their IDs and my man's brought out the cookies. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah, like all, all the humor is like... They the, do it the, pretty well. And it's... It's extreme. Like if you... Honestly, if you were to see this transpire, that's... These mosques have become so accustomed to their persecution that that's actually how they respond yeah. to it. They understand that like... This is not an enemy that you're going to meet with force. You know what I mean? We know the drill. Yeah, you know. Just really, really mindful representations of people in this that I fucking loved, man. Like, Miss Marvel was just a joy to watch because of the quality of it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I honestly wasn't married to the character, wasn't too interested and too much 100%. about it. It was just it was just a joy to watch. 100%. It was like I like I only know Miss Marvel. I know her from the comics but only like ancillarily. Yes. Correct. I know her mostly from like Marvel from when I used to play with Marvel Future Fight. Mm-hmm. She was one of the characters on there, so I got a little bit familiar with like her and America Chavez. I know her from the kids shows. Right? So we know her from like yeah. other things, but derivative media. Never sure. once was I ever like, yeah, let me go pick up a Miss Marvel comic and check it out. But no. this show, just by, even though I wasn't even sold by My the, Marvel the Unlimited trailer, account does not have any Miss Marvel <laughs> comics perused. Even no. though I wasn't sold by the trailer, I was like, it's Marvel. I'm going to give it a shot. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen is I just turn it off after one episode. And. Even though episode one wasn't even the greatest, like it's by episode, episode two, they one absolutely. Yeah, it's still hooked. I agree with that. It didn't turn me off, but it wasn't, I was like whelmed, you know what I mean? Yes. And then it. You were it, in the pool, you didn't want to get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> didn't necessarily want to go swimming, but didn't want to get out either. But I was just yeah. hanging out. But it turned out to be a pretty great experience. Like, I really... They did a great job with their theme of family. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like, um, like... I don't think they missed on any of the themes. Even the shit that I didn't like was just because I don't like those things. Right. Had nothing to do with the representation of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, just a really, really... And and, and, and I'm sorry, too. I don't know what her name is. The, Ooh, Iman Vellani? Is that the main character? Yes, Iman Vellani. That's she the actress fucking the, uh, put Marvel. a clinic on. She did a great for job. For how to do that character. Like, holy crap, man. Like, I enjoyed watching her. I agree. I wish her time. nothing but, like, strength and a strong support system against the storm of haters that are coming her way. Like, do not let them... 
Don't, like, just bulldoze through that shit and get to there the There wasn't a thing man. about her that I was like, oh, she needs to dial that. No. No. Do she, it, girl. Do yeah, everything. I, th- I thought she did a great I job. I feel like the way she represented it or the, uh, giving her acting job, I feel like this character can grow. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see where this character grows to. She gave it a real real life uh, uh feel to it yeah 100 like because i was thinking like you know we were talking about um i mentioned previously like oh there's definitely going to be a team uh, uh, a young team up like i can't wait Bruh. to see who steps up i want to see her crossover with so many things like yeah. i'm looking forward to the marvels absolutely as we were just talking about but that team up that we were I talking wanna about i want to see her in a young avengers with her, team with up where her she goes, america like, chavez you know what i'm saying Ooh. like yeah yeah, I, I'm looking forward to to what whatever happens with Miss Marvel. I think the character was gonna fit in great with. Yeah, this America scene. Chavez was another one that is. I think she's so ne- these young um, uh, minority actors are just fucking nailing it from Shuri to fucking. Uh, oh, Shuri was cool too, bro. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about Shuri. Yeah, dude. And I'm just... I, I, apparently they're gonna. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if it was confirmed or not. That they're gonna introduce Riri Williams in um. This is my nigga. Marvel I was about to mention her before too. because when you mentioned um Miss Marvel comics, like I only know know her tangentially because I'm a huge fan of of Ironheart, mm-hmm. who is the uh adaptation of of Iron Man after after he passed away, mm-hmm. um. Riri Williams being her her identity, man, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I don't know. Did they cast her yet? I'm not sure. Uh, I want to feel. I feel like I've heard something about someone being cast. I think so too. But yeah, Riri Williams. Besides yeah, sharing, Dominique a- Thorne is uh, Marvel's Ironheart star. Dominique Thorne. on being cast as Riri. Besides Williams. sharing a nickname, because growing up that was my. That that was that was my nickname, Riri. What's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> Riri Williams. Yeah, I, I really like. I'm looking forward to seeing any kind of team that comes up with um, America or uh, Kamala for yeah, sure. Yeah, man. It's got to be dope, man. And the, the the like you mentioned earlier, the fucking X Men tie-in. I would have never oh, bruh, guessed. Bruh, 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 bruh. I would have never <laughs> guessed that they were gonna use her as like uh, uh the gateway the towards mu- mutants. To, to mutants. Yeah, that's it. Was it makes time. Sense, it was timing. Though. It was just timing. I think. Yeah. The, the, it was it was her <laughs> launch or. She was in development right when they got the rights. Yeah. So they were like, all right, well, we're doing so much with this. Th- we need to tie this into the greater universe. What better way? Yeah. I th- I think it's it's fucking fantastic. And I mean, I mean, all they're doing is, you know, it, it does look like they're kind of pushing the Inhumans into the backseat because both um both her and Comron Com- got their powers from Terrigen Mist and they were Inhumans. So they're already, it looks like they're already changing stuff. and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they, they, they been divergent. Bring it into the universe. See, and also, it, um, there's also another mutant in the MCU already, but I'm not sure if he, he's considered a mutant. But the dude that, that um, uh, uh, Red Guardian fought in prison, who he arm wrestled in prison, that dude is a mutant. I don't remember hey. what his, um, but but he's the he's the Russian dude that turns into a bear. bear. Yeah. Actually, I was aware of that. I didn't know he was a mutant. Yeah, but um, his name from the comics belongs. It's funny to a because mutant. growing up, I never made a differentiation between powered people. If you had powers, you made no no matter where your powers came from, you were part of the crew. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so it's so funny that they chose that as the crux of how to debate the licensing. You know what I mean? Like it's completely fictitious. Like it's, it's completely inane, but yet they were able to create a legal argument based off of this bullshit fiction. Hilarious. That's Hilarious. Just, that's how copyright works, man. Copyright, it's all fake. It's, it's... But I think that that's I think it all lends to the point that it's all fucking fake. Yeah, it's a, it's a, but I mean, is it Ideas are meant to be shared. And so if you're trying to commodify them, you're going to have a hard time. And if you're going to commodify them, it's going to be based on fake lines. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's how everything is. That's how states are. That's how fictions, countries are. They are fictions you know what I'm saying? for sure. It's all divided by fake lines that we agree are actually there. You know yeah. So I found out that, so you know that Sony pulled Morbius and actually did do a re release based on the internet. Jesus, those fucking they did it, bro. Morons, bro. And so I, I and I only looked back at it because Cinema Sins was like, since they decided to release re-release Morbius, I figured I'll just re-release this video. <laughs> and I was like, wow, just savage, just savagery. <laughs> oh but I was like, wait God. a second, is he joking? And I looked it up, dude. 
it went out of theaters for two weeks and came back and Sony claimed it was because of the overwhelming uh, uh, internet uh, demand. Now, granted, that demand was completely sarcastic. Right. It was completely sarcastic, but they re-released it. So in doing so, I... uh, uh, Did they make any money with the new release? No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Because, and and that's why I gave any credence to what you said, is because you you were like, yo, studios work based on returns. And if they didn't make any money the first time, they're not going to re-release it the second time. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Dude, they did it. They did it. They were trying to ride the internet, Somebody was like, I guess because it's one of those things where like, you know how YouTube comments works off engagement. So whether you come to watch it to insult it or to promote it it's all the same to the algorithm so maybe that's what sony was going on that's analytics see this is the thing is is that sony goes to professionals to get information those professionals exist in 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 an environment where they if they utilize analytics they can obfuscate they can get away from all fucking responsibility for being wrong by blaming the it analytics. It was the numbers, bro. It was the numbers. It was the and numbers. Sony will accept that and still employ them. And so, really? yeah, they deserve everything that they got because they went to people who were doing what they wanted. Yeah. Bro, that's wild. Like, I'm speechless, man. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so the, I, so at one point in Morbius, because I, I rewatched it again just, just for shits and giggles, and there was a point in Morbius where he says that he's Venom. Like they, they, like he he's out and and uh, out and everyone sees him using his power and he goes I'm Venom and then he runs away <laughs> like a dick you know what I mean like an asshole but then that made me think like oh shit let me go back and rewatch Venom now because I was like I I I had only watched Venom two not directly uh, right. you know what I mean um it was, I I I had missed large portions of the movie and so forth but I went back to watch it. And Carolina was like, "Cool, I wanted to watch it too, so let's make let's take some time." She she did not enjoy it. Makes sense. She did not enjoy it. I honestly thought it was a bad movie, but it was better than Morbius. She thought it was worse than Morbius. Damn. I gave it a four. I gave it a solid four. Because this is my thing: is that the things I didn't like about Venom were there. The okay. things I didn't like about Morbius. Morbius weren't there. Morbius didn't have the substance to provide me to even give a critique of the things <laughs> I didn't like. And the things that I, that I didn't like that were there to critique yeah, were mostly superficial. You like gave they were them supportive. eye wedding? Like when the teacher gives you an eye yeah, on yeah, your yeah, fucking... Yeah, it's an eye, bro. Like, Morbius got an eye for the most part. Whereas Venom... Yo, this ain't done, my Venom G. was just a goofy-ass movie. It was. It was 100%. super goofy. Like when he was at the party with the with the glow sticks on and he's got My the nigga, mic on like, complaining when, about when Eddie. It, when when they made the comment that they that they were I don't know how I missed this because I guess I I missed a substantial part of the movie thir- during the first watching, but the theme of them being like I don't even want to say a, a gay couple, but a couple. But they're a couple for sure. Oh my gosh, every fucking scene, mm-hmm. like my G, like. They argue, they argue like a married couple and all that. There's I at mean, one point he says that he wants to be free so he can feel the wind in his hair. <laughs> what hair, Venom? What are you talking about? Oh, you're quoting a line from a fucking movie about a married couple that wants to break up? Oh, oh shit. Jesus Christ. Just lay it on thicker for me right on shit. handed Just a little bit. Just a Bro. Little bit. But, um, and Carnage. Honestly, I like Woody Harrelson. Fuck that performance, though. <laughs> Fuck Butch, the, uh, Cassidy in that 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 performance it was trash that was a trash uh, oh uh carnage and and um black uh, shriek shriek i wasn't a fan of shriek shriek no i did like the dynamic the dynamic they had was interestingly set up but that performance was trash that was not that was not a good villain that was poorly done um and and honestly i don't blame woody harrelson i blame the direction i blame the direction because i believe Damn. that woody harrelson is a good enough actor to do what he is fucking told you know what i mean, I mean that, that's, and i believe that they told him to do some fair. dumb shit and he's like you want me to do that fine you're paying me right fine i'm gonna do exactly <laughs> what you ask because he's a professional this is all on you circus it is fucking hey dude like it, I'm, I'm kind of upset because um if there was anyone yo all he had to do was channel natural born killers oh my gosh can you imagine a cassidy 
fucking that was like that was a, genuinely that was a sociopathically darker. insane yeah. and a shriek instead that of being was like, like his like foil a, a genuine foil yeah that was like the sadist and masochist uh dynamic played correctly oh gosh oh boy did that have some meat on the bones that's what i'm saying like venom had meat on the bones like you yeah. could not like the movie but, because it was poorly done but there was some shit there that could have been fucking blown out the water. Yeah, it was just too much levity, man. Too much levity that it, did, yeah, that and it didn't really serve. It wasn't serve funny. The, yeah, and it didn't the, serve the, the, the plot. The Chinese lady get a uh, uh, housing venom. That shit was trash. <laughs> With her, and, and then Mrs. she gets to venomize. Stop it, guys. <laughs> that shit is not cool. It's not funny or cute either. <laughs> like, no, that didn't hit. Um, venom feeding off of chickens and chocolate. Come on. <laughs> Jeez, is Venom like the spirit of America or something? Like, give me a break. Like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, there was tons of stuff they could have done there. Like, like that whole thing of of that was a storyline. Like, finding something for Venom to eat was like a 20 minute story that they could have montaged that would have been fun to watch. But they just they just dropped the ball. Um, and as I said, it's about good ideas. And Sony is not about waiting around for good ideas. That's the difference between Sony and Marvel. Pretty Sony. We'll just take a bunch of shitty ideas and be like, ah, yo, we'll, the, we'll carry it with our name. Hey, yo, these rights about to expire, so I'd get that movie out there now. now. Mar- Marvel, Marvel will will bank good ideas. Marvel will have so many good ideas that even when they don't <laughs> have some for a show, they'll grab some that they yo, they're banking. like, yo, we gotta start doing a whole different genre just to accommodate all these ideas we got, bro. Thank, bro. We gotta start animating shit just to we accommodate just start, all these ideas. We gotta start we giving have. other niggas chances. Really? Why not? Because that's how Fuck fucking it. ill we are. Like, I, I, I take what they did with Ryan Coogler very seriously. You know what I mean? Like, they're just giving random niggas. And then they did that shit with Sam Raimi, which means, like, nah, we'll we'll grab some established shit when we want to. Feel me? We'll do it all. That was a great callback, man. Oh, my gosh, That was a man. great reach so back good. Yeah, man. And um, so there's just uh, Venom Venom 2. As I said, better than Morbius. I give it a, a four. Um. It's 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 worth watching to laugh at. It's not funny though. It's not a comedy. <laughs> Just understand that. You know what I mean? You're it's a rom com. Venom is a rom com. Venom is a rom com. Superhero rom com. Quite for accurate. sure. I think that's the if you go in there looking for that and understand that you're looking at an alternative lifestyle relationship. Yeah. It's actually really fucking cool. It's a. It's actually not bad at all. It's about a man's love. It's about. Love between they should have let female venom fuck some niggas up. I would have much <laughs> rather watch female venom do some like crazy shit, like you know what I mean, eat some niggas and then turn back into the lady. Like, I just ate some people, <sighs> right? That would have like, been hilarious. Like, like, how do you handle that after you go back to normal, son? Like, it's your body that has that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, has in, you. The human it's parts in you, bro. You said, <laughs> and he eats people like a snake sometimes, he doesn't even chew them, he just like swallows them whole. Yeah, we'll let the digestive juices do the work. <laughs> tear it down but yeah so that was interesting um revisiting venom 2 because of the tie-in with um with um morbius because i i feel like what they're trying to do in the sony verse is build venom vulture morbius and some and 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 three others i think scorpion who else is in the is in the 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 Sony verse? Oh, in the Sony verse. Uh, that could be worked in. That's not in the Sinister Six, but in the Sony verse, uh, that could be worked. They in. They killed the other Goblin, right? Dane DeHaan's Goblin. I'm pretty sure that dude there, died from the first. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no those those bad guys from the Spider Man got sucked into the um other Marvel verse, so they're not going to show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. they killed the other Gob. Was there another Goblin? Yeah. Um. Uh, the one played by Dane DeHaan, where he's like super skinny and like he's got the. I don't the remember that at all. Like not even a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't even have a vague memory of what you're talking about, it's to be honest. Funny. And I don't doubt that I've seen it, and I'm not doubting you. I'm doubting that it was actually, actually that it was memorable. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's um, it's this one right here. Uh... Jesus Christ! Yes, I remember him now. Wow. 
Damn. Yeah, see, he had his whole, he had a whole And skin. that's a cool glider. That but is a Jesus glider Christ, splash. that character just. Whoosh. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Here and gone, man. That whole movie was. I don't man. remember him surviving. That's the Andrew Garfield goblin. Yes. That's who that is. I was having such a hard time remembering which one. Did Andrew Garfield have from. another bad guy other than um, Sandman and um, Electro? Uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, he, he had, had the robotic. Uh, ju- where's the yeah. robotic rhino? He had um, he had that one too. Maybe Paul Giamatti he'll... played the um robotic. Okay, rhino. so maybe, but it was get... only for like uh the post credit scene type thing. It it was it was Listen, for like that's one all we scene. Need. That's all we need, dog. <laughs> True. So we got you're, rhino, you're we got universe, vulture, right? we got Morbius, we got Venom. We need two and more. Also, um, We're making a sinister six here. What's his name? Uh, Craven the Hunter has already. They've been working they on him. Announced the movie so with we'll, him. We'll, okay, we'll throw Craven in there. Fuck it. So, we just imagine you know shit. Just and then it who else? Who's the last one? Who's our last? Uh, uh, damn, I wonder who else they could put in there that they haven't used yet. But do we already? Do we, we already said Scorpion, right? Matt Gargan, because yeah, was yeah, in, um, we're gonna use Scorpion, in Vulture, one. Uh, uh, Rhino, Craven, Venom, Morbius, and Morbius. That's it. Is yes, we got our alternate Sinister Six right there. Boom. Yeah, I that'll be an interesting. See, I'd watch that movie, even see, given how bad all of the supplementary movies are have been. I still watch that shit. <laughs> that's I think that's what Sony's that's the hoping for. Me. <laughs> that's what Sony's hoping for. We're like, well, maybe I know they don't like them all individually, but maybe if we put them all together, they'll like them. That's it. It's, it bro, they 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 play on that shit, bro. But yeah, dude. I mean, man, that that is totally the masochist in me. Like to go watch a movie like that when all the movies going into it have been so bad. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably still give it a shot too. You know what I mean? Like it, it was the same thing with Justice League. Like, um, I mean, oh, I did God, not Justice have good League. feelings oh, going God, into Justice it. Why, I did why? not like Batman v Superman. <laughs> why? I did like Wonder Woman. And I did like um, uh, 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 the Man of Steel movie, so I was like, ah, you know, it's it's fifty fifty maybe. The thing about Justice League that 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 justifies your feelings is the fact that the Snyder Cut came through. Yeah, but uh, that was that was before I knew the Snyder Cut was a thing, right? Yeah, but right? I, I'm down with backwards validation. You know what I mean? Like, listen. Time is a flat circle to me. You know what I mean? Like, you could be validated in the future or in the past. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, even though you made that decision without the proper information, you still came out with the right decision. In the right. End because the Justice League movie actually did pay off. It was, it, 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 in its correct uh, 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 form, it was a good thing. Not in the weird Frankenstein that they gave to us initially. Which makes me, and I, and I think I mentioned this before, but it always makes me, whenever I think about the Justice League, I think about how many movies that I don't like that, how many of them were actually ruined by the edit? Mm-hmm. This how many is, of them were good movies that I just didn't enjoy because the edit fucked it up? This is why director's cuts are a thing, you know? Why some directors are like, yeah, fuck the studio. This is what this is what my actual vision really is. Yeah, but you know, the first time I experienced the director's cut was like a Kurosawa film, mm. and honestly, the 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 um the studio didn't cut stuff that changed the story of the film back in the day. Mm-hmm. Today, they'll cut shit that changes your whole fucking film. Yep, totally. Like that shit's fucked up. Like because those those Criterion Collection movies, they're all director's cuts. Um. I've watched a couple of them, and and honestly, they're they are um, enhancements to the movie, but none of those movies were changed for me. True. That Snyder cut movie was head and shoulders Absolutely. not the same thing I it watched. It was two different movies for sure. It was not the same thing I watched. Like, I, and also, like the character development just was yeah, completely cut. I was gonna say because they allowed um, because they allowed the Snyder cut to be a series. It really it stood head and shoulders above the initial presentation. Yes, and so yeah, I I, I would definitely watch whatever is supposed to come after the Snyder Cut because you know they had them parts, like even yeah you know, that that movie was def that, that's so ambitious to make a what three and a half four hour movie yeah, and then set it up for a sequel yeah. like nine nine bitches more. We're like, not whoa, done yet. Yeah, wow. We're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> and I wanted to see more, bro. Like, I did. Like the I Omega Beams in the end was was so fresh. Dude, and I've never seen somebody who whose ideas I hate so much make such good movies. Like, I hate Zack Snyder's totally ideas. Totally fair. If, if Zack Snyder totally verbalized fair. his ideas to me, I'd be like, I fucking hate you as a human. <laughs> but when he puts them into the movie, 
I don't know what it is if it's just a little if you just give him a little bit of boundaries he yeah, he like comes together you know what I mean like he he's the kind of person who just needs a little bit of boundary to be able to channel their genius and it, but, it's yeah. also a lot because like, when that nigga oh, said man. that Batman needed to be raped in in prison I was over <laughs> he I, lost I was me done on that one for sure for sure he lost me not only did he lose me. He kind of pushed me away. It was like, not only am I walking away, but you're kind of setting yourself up for me never to come back. But then he made this movie. And I'm like, but that's awesome. Maybe it's like uh, it's like with comedians, right? You can't read out their jokes. They have to perform them. They, you know what yeah, I'm saying? If you, if you read wow. it off from a piece well of paper, said. it sounds that's absurd. But when they actually perform it, it's something different. You know, it's got that je ne sais quoi to it. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. Je ne sais quoi. Like, I don't know what like it, <laughs> there is it, it's a it's a reference to the ephemeral part of what makes things enjoyable you know what I mean Feel me like a little bit of spice that you can't always identify mm-hmm but yeah venom venom two was was a ride to say the least but yeah let's go ahead and hit up with some of these here topics for the week um man I thought this was interesting coming across the gaming sphere um Ubisoft is doing some experimental stuff with Assassin's Creed. So with the monetization of it and the distribution. So if you've purchased Assassin's Creed 3 on Steam, they will be removing all access on Steam for Assassin's Creed, paid or not. Now that's whack. This is the thing. Is that you can purchase a package on Steam that contains Assassin's Creed 3. I mean, I don't know about other people, but so you, this you can't, cool. like, rob me and then be like, but I'll sell you back the stuff I just stole from you. Like, And and this is the pro- this is the problem is that... this And, 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 and I'm going to take this straight up to the next level, okay? This is a problem of capitalism. What they are doing is called market making, okay? When you exist as an industry leader in a market, you can do something called market make. Which is, which is manipulate the market that you control to create new streams of revenue. So what they're doing as Ubisoft is market making. They are attempting to expose you to a business model that is clearly not one that is beneficial to the end user. But since they are such a dominant force in the market, they hope that their persistence with this model and the adaptation of this model to other organizations will cause it to stick. And this is why I always told people, stop fucking consuming shit from these toxic fucking companies because what they will end up doing is pushing toxic models into the fucking marketplace. And so Ubisoft with this model, clearly what they're doing is wrong. Clearly what they're doing is illegal. They're going to get pushed back. But what they're doing is testing the waters. They're just testing the waters. And depending on whether the community accepts it or not is whether they'll push this model. And then God forbid it sticks or even gains any traction whatsoever legally. Other companies are going to pick this up. And we cannot allow this form of market making to pervade the industry. That form of market making is, is extremely toxic now, when you're talking about less artistically driven industries, it's not as toxic as it, it, it won't drive the industry directly into ruin. You can use this form of market mating in actually productive industries. When I say actually, I mean physically productive industries, not artistically productive industries. But when you add this model to artistically productive industries, it will drive the fucking industry to death because... The consumption of art is not based off of necessity. It's based off of preference. And one of the things that we push on this podcast constantly is, if you don't fucking like it, guess what you cannot do? Don't consume it. And if they continue to do this and they do not get the reception that they want, it it will drive that company into the ground. Now, because of the way that capitalism causes trends to to go through through corporations if other corporations pick this up and they equally are 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 ostracized for it this could negatively hurt the industry because those companies are also the ones that are funding the games that we do like 
And that's why we don't want a marriage of that. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I love my indie titles, I do like a good AAA title. You know what I mean? Like, I think it hurts because the indie the indie game industry does not set the standards. You're not going to ever break any any graphical battery barriers from the indie game industry. The AAA industry is what is what pushes that boundary because of the in, uh, the cost intensive nature of that that part of the industry. So you know, I want there to be a presence of AAA titles, <clears throat> but if these companies jump onto this 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 monetization trend, they're gonna fucking I think they're gonna fail because I don't think that the industry is ever going to at large take to that. You know what I mean? Despite the fact that the industry, what they're doing is 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 a long play because the video game industry, anything that you you expose the video game industry you're exposing mostly children to and so the children will grow up accepting of this model and so i get the long play but that's not what we want to allow happen we don't want to see children grow into this model that's not healthy that's what that's the same problem that we have in this country is that the, the this political model that we have had we've grown into it and now everyone just accepts it as the norm and that's not healthy we don't need to recreate that, you know, all over in every single facet of this country. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, dude, I, I find what Ubisoft is doing is very toxic and not beneficial to the industry. But, you know, what do you expect from, you know, Ubisoft, the groomers of groomers, you know? These guys are, are, are not good actors, you know? And, and honestly, you know, I, as somebody who considers himself a participant in ethical consumption, I don't consume Ubisoft games for that reason. I'm not going to give money to people who are toxic in the fucking industry, who are known to have bad practices, and 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 have shown no goodwill to the public whatsoever. Every statement that's ever come from Ubisoft has shown nothing but disdain for their player base. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, I thought that that one was 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 interesting to point out because. Ubisoft is a bad actor in the industry, and I definitely want to put them on the level of Activision Blizzard. They they haven't reached it there yet, but they're getting there. You know what I mean? Like, they're very much putting themselves in a position to be to be one of those toxic uh, members of the industry who needs to find themselves in the way out. You know. But yeah, speaking of um toxic business models entering into uh into industries, BMW BMW has launched a subscription service for the luxury features of their cars. I heard about that. So now that. if you want to get seat warmers, <laughs> you got to subscribe for $180 uh, a year. My nigga, never. I will never buy a BMW. BMWs are trash to me now. I will never lot a BMW. Like purchasing a BMW is like choosing to suck the dick of corporate America to me. <laughs> It's the fucking worst thing. Like I, I, I find it as a blemish on people, and that's not to say that I don't know people who drive BMWs. Two of my good friends buy drive BMWs, but that shit, that's some bullshit right there. I would never, ever invest my money into a car that could fucking revoke. That pretty much what they're telling you is that any electronic service on that car can be revoked at any given time. <laughs> that I, I would never. I would never. I. The only way that I would ever own a BMW is if I hacked it. If I hacked it and changed all of the software out. I was like, nah, B. See, just from like a, a, a security... I need to jailbreak my BMW. Just from a security and a, me being a pragmatic person, right? I always liked all those movies from the... I guess it, the last one I saw was uh, the one where that program goes rogue and starts murdering everybody. But you mean every you, single AI? <laughs> but you always want to have an analog version of whatever it is. Like I don't, I don't fuck with any of these cars where it's like, oh, or even like all these super completely digital houses when it's like, well, oh, what happens if the power no. goes out? Right? What happens if there's Can a Can I get a hard button? I, need, I, I will Feel never me. purchase a device that doesn't have at least one hard button on Feel it. Me. Oh, then you're trapped in your house until a technician comes to fix it. You got me fucked oh, up. Oh, wait. Bro. Oh, I'm now at your whims? fucked up. Fine. Fuck out of here. I live in the hood, nigga. Y'all yeah. going to deploy someone immediately to the hood? Fuck out of here. Nah, there's no way a house like that would be in the hood. Nah, no, it would be. I would. I would. Nigga, what? Are you kidding me? If I, nigga, what? Don't ever let me, don't ever let me get money. I would buy this building and outfit this shit like the fucking Jean de Shaft Bank in fucking Germany, bro. I mean, in Switzerland. Bruh, I don't give a fuck. Why? Why not? Why not? 
Man, do Why your not? thing if you go. It's when you got the money. That's literally what it's for for you to do your thing. Whatever you do whatever the fuck you, the fuck you, want, you want. You know, but I, you know, you're right. It's nobody would ever invest that into the hood. But for, why not? You know what I mean? Like I don't see because it's impractical. We were just talking about its impracticality and how it's actually a double edged sword. And you, yeah, it's impractical <laughs> in the other neighborhoods too, though. Yeah, that's that was my that was my point. That's the point I'm making. It's like I don't trust that oh, shit no, because yeah. like oh, nigga, it's never you know, been. It's come gonna... on, you know the hood ain't about practicality. It's all about the flex, baby. <laughs> I'm just doing it because I wanted to say I could do it. <laughs> it's the most ballish shit ever. Ever, nigga. What? No, it's just like. I don't trust stuff like I, I, I don't I don't like the whole it's great until it isn't yeah it right is. because it's so convenient until it, so it's not it, whatever it isn't it's always in the worst possible scenario and that's always when you need it the most right All in right, an emergency life story. situation so I was a huge early adopter early in my life you know what I mean like most of my life I was an early adopter I love technology I'm 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 not a luddite even though I refuse to use a lot of technology it's not because I don't understand it or believe in it is because i understand what it's being used for actually so when in my agriculture career i tried to automate an entire greenhouse and boy let me tell you we had we had barometric uh sensors we had co2 release we had sunset sunlight sensors i mean the greenhouse was automated to the t it had nice. uh the, it was a it was an aquaponic system where it would uh, take uh, eutrophied water from a tilapia tank that we had, cycle it through the soil to make it rich with nutrients. You know what I mean? Completely automated. Bomb. Worked for like two weeks, bro. Perfect. And then something, and then one of our hydroponic hoses got clogged. My nigga. My nigga. <laughs> Talk about the whole thing. The whole thing, because what the okay, so the the pump the the hose gets clogged. That causes uh, a section of the area to get dry. That section of the uh, of the soil ends up, you know what I mean, not it, it ends up sucking up more moisture than necessary, which means it's not recycling water back into the hydroponics, which means that the water level of the of the aquaponics tank starts to drop, dropping. and then the fish, you know, are starting to trip out. You know what I mean. <laughs> Not to mention that now uh, the pumps are at a certain level in the aquaponics tank. So once it drops below a certain tank, it's not funneling water through the the aquaponics, the the irrigation system anymore. It's like the so whole thing just went. Is drowning. Oh, it was so bad, and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that ever again. Like that was cool <laughs> for three weeks, yeah. and then everything and it's just like yeah you know what i mean or it's like people who use the um the the i mean not that i don't want to shit on new technology too much but like the auto drive function for tesla and don't pay yeah. attention it's like it works great until, until it, doesn't. it doesn't and when it doesn't it's usually catastrophic life. yeah it's just catastrophic yeah. it's usually something really really bad like they, it's one of those it's like the reason why being late seems so much worse is because every other time you don't care what goes wrong because yeah. you have extra time so mm -hmm. every single thing that happens it just seems so much worse than it is and all right but i, I want to take i want to take it to another level house. like as a modern human we need to start to to Think about the risk reward of convenience and technological advancement in that light. Hell like, yeah. yes. Is this worth making more convenient through technology? And I think that one of the strictures that we need to keep is that when people's lives are at risk, there's there's a very high, high barrier to allowing technology to affect convenience when mm -hmm. my life is at risk. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then the next step would be like, okay, so then outside of human life, if I'm risking, you know, something that's worth $20,000 or three months of my time, I don't know if I want to go to the convenience level as much <laughs> as I should probably pay attention because that's super important and if the technology will work until it doesn't, exactly as we've been talking about, you know what I mean? And then God forbid, so, you know, three weeks into a 90-day uh, cycle, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, now you got to restart that. So you're not looking at a 90-day cycle anymore. You're looking at a 111-day cycle because you're three weeks in. And it's like, all right, 
Is that now have we made it worth it? Is it worth it now? <laughs> because if it's not still worth it, then you shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have made that risk in the first place with the technology. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like learning as modern humans to to weigh when technology is convenient and when it's worthwhile to accept that convenience where versus saying, fuck it, I'm going to just use my my consistency. But then again, you have to trust yourself as a human to be consistent. And I don't mm-hmm. think that most humans are as consistent as maybe you and I. Yeah, they gotta you gotta build that shit up, man. No, like 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 we've done this this consistently for almost three years now and and you know, there's been very little kickback. We do it because of our own volition, you know what I mean? So I can trust that if you say you're going to do something, you're probably going to do it consistently because of no little to no volition, you've done something for at least two and a half years consistently. So your will is at least that strong. Right. I don't think a lot of humans have that. Got it. That's the thing people forget about. Like soft skills need practice, man. They Just do. like hard skills. Like but see, that's why people I practice... practice to throw a ball. You got to practice to talk to you people. Gotta you got to practice self control. Absolutely. People ask me why I don't eat pork. People ask me why I don't eat pork, and it it started out as a religious thing. It was the way I was raised. But at this point in my life, I don't eat pork because it's just a good exercise of self control. Because if you don't if you don't know how long you can abstain from something, then you actually don't know much about yourself. This is very, very true. You know what I mean? It's super important. So if I was ever forced to eat pork, I could, but I don't have to. And so I don't. And you should find things in your life that you can cut out because there is value. And uh, it's like sculpting. Sculpt your life. <laughs> Sculpt your life. Cut some shit yeah, out yeah. of it and see the value in the negative space of not having extra shit on you. You know what I mean? You got a bonsai tree, that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, my bad. I, I just got real philosophical on that. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that's, that's an important point uh, to be made. Uh, but yeah, moving on from that, some other shit's been going on. Um, dude. All right, so some shit's been going on in, 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 in the political sphere, and I want to hit up on that. So... Um, I recently had a, a a visitor coming in uh, in town. You remember Andy stopped by, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, he was telling me about how hard it was in the airlines, like to to get your flight to go out. Like he was purchasing tickets, buying them outright, no discounts or nothing, and his flights were getting canceled. Mm. Now, ev- now I haven't flown recently. I haven't Same. flown since the the middle of the pandemic because I flew out for two uh, funerals during the pandemic, and then I haven't flown since. But evidently, like. It's a regular thing for airlines to just cancel regular flights. Uh, it's like a regular Wonder. thing. Like, I think it's somewhere up to 30% of flights are getting canceled or something That's ridiculous. Wild. It's yeah. wild. That's yeah. a pretty high number. It's a ridiculous number. And so um, Bernie Sanders was calling out because uh, he booted Judge for not actually doing anything and regulating the airline industry for their malfeasance. Because if you're canceling 30%, can you imagine? Like, I, I mean, I can't imagine because I've never experienced an airline industry that's canceling some odd number of flights like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a high amount. And I and, and not to mention that they're 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 combating the refunds and all of this stuff. See, that was gonna be my follow-up question. Was no, like, it's not like, easy like, to get your next flight. Like, are they being fucking yeah. well of course they're not. It's capitalism. Why would they be accommodating to the people who they're screwing over? And at this point, the people who are flying are the people with expendable income. So they're taking the L's. And that's not, and that's why you never take those kind of L's for, for no reason. You know or what I mean? Or people who need to fly for work. God forbid you're you know a fucking I mean? comedian or some shit. So the airlines are taking advantage of that. And Pete Buttigieg is just, is just letting them run amok. And, you know, talk about the hero that you needed versus the hero that you deserved. We got the hero we deserved. But the hero we needed was a Bernie Sanders, man. Let me tell you. Facts. Because he's not perfect. I'm not saying he's perfect by no stretch. But God, for some of the problems that are plaguing this country, this man is just on the fucking ball. And if he could just... Okay, case in point. Uh, In the 80s, they had a similar issue. And... um, the government was was not in a position where lobbyists were as powerful, and so the senators who were being affected by the the cancellations were like, "All right, word, word, we're <laughs> finding you forty seven thousand dollars per person affected by this." God damn! Within a week, within seven days, cancellation dropped by eighty percent. Eighty fucking percent. This is what I'm saying. Eighty percent of of let's say the thirty percent is actually right. 
Okay. That's uh that's 24% reduction from that third. So you're talking about overall 6% cancellation rate. That's acceptable. Yeah. Because that, in, nice in terms of fulfillment of any productive industry, 10% is considered is considered um uh, uh slush. So, okay. So they can easily get this within acceptable ranges, but they just choose not to. And Pete Booty Judge is the fucking worst human being alive. I fucking hate that man desperately. Not because he's gay, not because he has a kid, but because this man chose to fucking take this position and just be a toxic presence in it. Like, he needs the Teamster strike that needed to be dealt with, he did not deal with. The airline strike that's going on right now, he's not dealing with. The the warehouse union strike that's going on, or the the warehouse union um, unionization drive that's been happening right now, he has been pretty much a non-factor in. Which is like it's your job to be a factor in that as the side of labor, right? This guy is the fucking worst man, and he's such an agent. You know, he's such an agent of identity politics. This is why Republicans act the way they do. By the way, because as stupid as they are and as wrong as they are. The Democrats give them every fucking reason to hate them. Because when they're in the position to do the single thing that they, they were asked to do, they choose not to. And then that gives air to Republicans to then not do their job. It's a fucking terrible symbiotic cycle of, 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 of malfeasance and, and shirking your jobs, you know? And it's terrible, you know? And, and I really hate it. But yeah, thank God for Bernie to at least say something because... If nobody was saying, if we didn't have the Bernies and the Cory Bushes and the and the Nina Turners, you know, we'd really be fucked. You know, we'd really be fucked. Bad. And the AOCs, I'll even call her out because I do appreciate what she's been doing because she called out how these Supreme Court justices need to be reined in in whatever way we can. And that's that's the truth. You know, if you're talking about voting and you're not talking about voting to get the Mitch McConnells out, then I don't give a fuck what you got to say. You know what I mean? That's what we need to be doing. And that's what these people are talking about because... You know, we're not going to get anywhere with, with 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 a Congress like that and a cabinet like the like what we got, you know. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting going on. Um, And, and speaking of Joe Biden, his fucking bullshit cabinet, this man is on his Middle East tour right now. Tell me why he has the fucking nerve to claim that America is a Zionist country, that you don't have to be Jewish to be Zionist. And America is a Zionist ally of, of Israel. My nigga, get the fuck all the way away from me. Get the fuck all the way away from me. I am no Zionist. <laughs> and this is my problem with calling myself an American. As much as I am a product of America, my mindset I don't think could exist anywhere else. I am definitely a product of the racial, labor, and political and social dynamics of America. But I can't call myself an American when you got the leaders of this country fucking running around the world and going to Israel talking about where a Zionist. And 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 moreover, let's talk about the fucking weird bedfellows that this shit makes. Because you have America in bed heavily with Israel, right? No questions about it. No no hands down, the American government and the Israeli government are in bed. But then how the fuck do we end up in bed with Saudi Arabia? The the most extremist Muslim government. So what I've come to understand is that maybe our world isn't run by capitalists. It's run by religious extremists. And 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 those religious extremists utilize capitalism as a vessel to control the public and to control resource and to control economies. But we got to deal with the religious extremism in this country because. They're teaming up with the most extreme niggas in the world. Israel, Jewish extremism, fucking Saudi Arabia. They literally funded the 9-11 attacks. Come on, guys. How? How, Sway? Make it make sense. I need somebody to explain this to me. And then this is the country. And then, and then, and then it's just. It's it's so deleterious to the social fabric of the nation because the nation is not under that precept. The people in control and the people who have money are under that precept, but they are a dwindling population of people. You'd be 
you would be gracious to give them one percent. But they have such disproportionate power. It's crazy. This country is run by a fucking religious extremist. For fucking Biden to say that this is a Zionist nation, to, su- to say that he supports Zionism is wild. That's not even saying I support Jewish people. That's not saying I support Israel. That's not saying I support Judaism. That is an extremist ideology. He made that come out of his mouth that he supports extremist ideology. And moreover, his next step is to support another extremist ideology. All right, people. White nationalists stormed our capital. We can sit here and talk about the fucking coming robot revolution all we want. But you know what we need to deal with? The current fucking religious extremist epidemic that is in this world right now. We have a religious extremist epidemic that is fucking just got a fucking cobra clutch on our economic system. And because it has a cobra clutch on the economic system, the the people are just, they're just offering themselves, they're just offering themselves up fucking uh, 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 in whole to the gods that these people are fucking uh, espousing. And it's terrible. Because if it wasn't for their 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 epic hold on the economic system, they would immediately... It's only because... Listen, Jesus got the people by feeding them fish and bread. Like, that is how religion holds the minds of, this, of, the, of, of the uneducated, you know? And, and the worst part is, is that I don't believe that the people at the top of these religions believe in their religions. Hell I don't no. believe that they believe in this stuff. Fuck no. But that is the organization and institution that they have used as a vessel. And so we have to meet it head on at where it is. And the thing is, is that the stories that religion make up are, are fake. Cleanly. I don't fucking believe in magic. But the need that people have to assuage the lack of knowledge of the future is real. And religion is the number one way of dealing with lack of knowledge of the future. Our brains are, 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 are highly evolved as prediction machines. And because of that, it causes anxiety in us not to know the future. It's trying to predict something that is impossible to know. And that creates anxiety in us. Religion tells us that there is something else out there that is taking care of us and so that assuages that the need for that is very real i get it i get it that's why people if it's not religion they'll go to science and they'll actually interface with rely with science the same way they do with religion and skepticism too that's why a and lot skepticism. of people go to fucking um uh call me now oh miss cleo yes it's just some just somebody who knows the future or something that can assuage the lack of knowledge of the future so i get it that's why i understand why religion is an institution and why it will never go away and why we have to deal with it head on as the institution it is you know what i mean we can't you know what I, it, we can't just say, hey, religion is fake and the people who believe in it are stupid. That won't get anywhere because those people have disproportionate power. And then the people manipulating them will whip them up into all kinds of different directions that will be antithetical to the progress of the entire population. Because the people who are in control, these very rich people, this 1% I'm talking about, they're conservative. They do not want things to progress because the more things progress, it's it's the proof is in the pudding. The more things progress is the more egalitarian society gets, the more open society gets, the more accepting society gets, the more access society gets to things like information, the more access society gets to things like energy, the more access society you know what i mean and so that's why they're conservative and their grip loosen their grip on people loosen loosens once they have access to those things their grip loosens because people i think people just want to live yep i don't think these the, the, you know uh, yes there also are once people, people reach there. a certain level of self-sufficiency they no longer need the crutch no and they will just live they'll they'll, they'll enact that very very uh uh real uh desire to just live yeah you know, and then, you know, and, and progress will happen still because you'll have outliers and people who are eccentric and do things differently. And society should ingratiate that. You know what I mean? 
empower the people to just live. But they're they're organized on an idea of scarcity. And so, you know, they'll never allow us to organize on the actual abundance that exists in society. So, yeah, you know, that, that's one of those things, you know. We'll go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll close up on that because, you know, I, I think that we had a, a, a fun discussion uh, up until now. But, yeah, dude, we can't allow uh, society to organize itself, organize itself based on the, the lowest common denom- denominator because we have the abundance that that they keep telling us we don't have. And so give people the opportunity to just live. You know, we don't have to, to deprive them of that to create a, a, a reserve workforce for the capitalist. We don't have to do that. You know what I mean? And they can only do that if we let them. But alrighty, guys, thank you for joining us again. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe to us on patreon.com or anchor.fm. If you did enjoy the show, please also follow us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. Also on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.